Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. What do you look at in the world that causes you to think, boy, we need the gospel? A couple top things that hit, hit you. Just, boy, we need the gospel. What makes you th- think that? Uh, when, I, when I see really difficult things happening in our city, uh, from violence to injustice yeah. to just chaos. Boom. Okay, that's a big one. I'll come around for a second round with you. Okay. First thing that hits your mind, Super Die. Orphan and foster care. Mm. Kids lost in the system. Yeah, and that's a huge number, isn't it? Huge. Nationwide. I mean, I've met a couple of people lately that have gone through the foster care system, and I mean, that's got challenges. Yeah. I mean, that's got big challenges. For all involved, but especially, yes, especially yeah. the child. I mean, there's so many great foster parents out there, but I've talked to some foster parents who like feel like they're saving foster kids from other foster parents. That's exactly right. I mean, right. that's hard to say because you don't want to denigrate it's truth. something, but it's, it's truth. Uh, what do you say, Young Thunder? I think the biggest thing that's been on my heart in, I'd say, probably the last few months has been any type of sexual violence. Um, I see that and it just disgusts me. It rocks me to my core every time I hear it. What do you you mean sexual violence? You talking about what specifically what? I don't know. You mean you just hear news stories and it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's put out there like it's normal. Like, oh, you know, a woman was, was sexually assaulted and you hear those stories and it, it just, the, the depravity within people to go to a point like that has really hit me deep uh, I mean, it, it's always hit me deep, but more so very recently. Yeah. And, and I just see that and I go, the depravity within people to get to that point, the gospel is needed. Yeah. You know, for you, Jonathan, you're getting ready to bring a little life into mm-hmm. the, into the world. Yeah. And there is something about, I think, becoming a parent that you see the world yeah. so much differently when you have this little person that you're now going to be responsible for and you, it feels so like I'm, I'm bringing this person into a world that feels pretty messed up. Yeah, I've noticed that. Yeah, I've noticed that, and it, it, you're right. It hurts, and it hurts more because you think about people, and you think, well, that's you know, I'm going to have a daughter. That's someone's daughter. That's someone's son. You know, that's someone's yeah. husband, wife, sister, brother, and and that's it. It's not fair, and the gospel no. is so needed. It's crazy. Yeah, it's so needed. Round two, Allie. Oh boy. I'm, there's so many things that I think of. Just the pain, the 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 pain of a fallen world. Yeah, you know you, in in so many different categories. You know you hear so many things that hit you and you grip you, but just and grip you, but just the amount of people who live in such pain. Yeah, and it's become commonplace for them. Some people don't even know otherwise. It's right. so bizarre. Round two, Super Die. Elderly care and just our perception of caring for the elderly and healthy elderly care, uh, you know, meaning good places for them to, to be prescription-wise, um, doctors, medical care, just et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, we just yeah. seem to be maybe more of a throwaway society when it comes to the elderly. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, the, the and, you know, all of these have a drop-down menu to them. 
the amount right. of money it costs for elderly care. And now when you've got broken home structures and extended family structures, there's a lot of elderly people that are marooned. They're wondering, where am I going to go? Mm-hmm. What am I going to do? It's a tough What's deal. next? Round two, Young Thunder. I think kind of going a little off of what Ali was saying and, and adding to it, the, I mean, we talked a little bit about it yesterday with the Taylor Swift stuff that yeah. everybody has a craving for love, but everybody also has this God-shaped hole in their hearts knowing that, you know, it can't be fulfilled by anything here on earth. And so I, I think seeing people trying and trying and trying to be fulfilled and trying and trying and trying to feel loved and cared for uh, and and satisfied, and they can't. They can't feel satisfied. Yeah. I think that's that, that that's becoming more outwardly obvious in today's culture. Yeah. What about you, Carl? Well, I sent you guys something last night that just broke my heart, and yeah. this, this breaks my heart because – I think I'm wearing my dad's jacket, San Francisco 49ers. He passed away at the age of 95 here several months ago now. Uh, Almost a year ago, goodness sakes, dad. Uh, But him being an educator and how good he was, I mean, no one cared for students more than my dad. And I just thought that's what every principal or teacher thought. Yeah. Because I remember dad just coming home spirited when kids were winning that hadn't been winning. I mean, you got to have a principal like that, right? Yeah. And he was in it to win it. My dad could have done anything. But he chose to be an educator. So this headline from Wirepoint's report card, and sometimes the data comes in later, right? But it's 2022 final year report card. Not a single student can do math at grade level in 53 Illinois schools. And I'm like... Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, hold on here. What do you mean not a single student can do math at a grade point level? Not a single student at these schools. And it doesn't even matter. They're all over Illinois, by the way. They're no respecter of, of geography in totality. Right. But they're, they're all over Illinois. But you've got price per head for students. And I'm looking at 16000 27000 40000 21,000, 20,000, 14,000. And I'm, I'm looking at these numbers of price per head that it costs to educate these kids, and not one of these schools has a kid at math level that they should be at. And I'm like, honestly, that hurts. Well, that, that hurts. Before 2020, I mean, that would have been an insane thing to think about for, I, I'd say, one or two schools put yeah. together. But 53? That's insane. I mean, it's just in and I think there's two responses for everything that we're talking about, because we talked about Taylor Swift yesterday. And the the response to it's kind of funny because it got some people ticked off because they go to the obvious. And that is she has songs that are, you know, she has songs that and uh, positions socially that fly in the face of scripture. I get that. But what I'm saying, the whole point of yesterday was, and we're not going to revisit it, is that we've got to ask, what in the world itches she's scratching? For crying out loud, guys, something's going on here. Yeah. And it's love, and she relates to people in their pain. Now, but Taylor Swift doesn't have the answer. Jesus Christ does. That's the whole point. We got a, another one coming up here in a minute and a half. We got Chris Baker is going to be with us here in just a moment. And, um, Chris Baker's with Inc. 180. 
And what he does ministry-wise is amazing. Incredible. The numbers and the stats, just let me just tell you this. This is a tattoo parlor <laughs> on spiritual steroids. <laughs> it's a tattoo ministry. It's a tattoo ministry. Man. Like you've never seen. Like you've never seen, never heard about. Yeah. If you haven't heard about Chris Baker, hang on. We're going to have him with us here in about a minute and a half. He is at the Super Bowl. And you might say, well, what in the world's a tattoo artist doing at the Super Bowl? Hang on. Your shot of hope to make it through the day. It's Carl and Crew Mornings. Well, sometimes you get marked. You ever been marked verbally? Somebody called you out and kind of labeled you as something and it like, oh, it hurt. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Call you lazy. Call you stupid. Mm-hmm. Call you ugly. Words I can't repeat. Call you a buck-toothed, red-headed person. Well, so I didn't get that, that one. I, I Mistake. But it's one thing to be called names, and they're hurtful, very hurtful. What was that nursery rhyme? Words will not. Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. That's a lie. It is a lie. Good gracious. People get on a path of life based on reckless words that are said. Oh, Oh, kidding, man. They get ingrained thoughts about who they are. This is why your identity in Christ is so important. But identity, it's huge, man. We got with us right now, Chris Baker knows identity big time. A lot of people get marked, don't they, Chris, in life, verbally and physically? Yeah, they sure do. Sure do. Inc. 180, it's a nonprofit uh, arm of Inc. 180, and it gives people the opportunity for uh, a second chance. Chris provides uh, time, supplies, artwork, tattoo art, free of charge to former gang members trying to get rid of marks that they've bore to uh, affiliate with a certain gang. Also victims of human trafficking who, who have been marked. This has been something. This is now 10 years in, right, Chris? And you gave us a number yesterday. How many of these tattoos have you done? Actually, we just finished our 12th year, 12th year. and uh, we've been blessed to help over 10,000 people free of charge. Unbelievable. Free of charge. Free of charge. Yeah. Okay, so what are you doing at the Super Bowl? So we come to the Super Bowl every year. Um, not, of course, not to come to the game, but right. <laughs> uh, we come to disrupt the game around the game of you know sex trafficking. These pimps and traffickers will descend upon whatever city the Super Bowl's in to make money. Uh, off of their victims because, you know, the Super Bowl is just a huge money. I think I was watching the news the other morning. They said $16 billion just for the Super Bowl that they're going to make off merchandising and hotels and everything else around here. So they follow the money and um, they make it all day long. So we come out here to do tattoo cover-ups for people, for survivors in need that have already been recovered. And then we work with other nonprofits to help law enforcement go out and and make recoveries and rescues and bring others home. How much of this human branding is going on where people, pimps and and I guess pimps are are branding their their girls. And is that really prevalent? Yeah, it's a huge part of the problem. You know, they do it just for a couple reasons, to mark them as property. So if they ever run away, they use that. But the other thing is just another mentally degrading thing that they do to them to show them, hey, you're you're a piece of product. I could buy, sell, trade, or throw you away whenever I feel like it. And uh, it's just another mental spike that they throw at their life. Yeah. So we've seen it a lot over the years, and it's just grown, grown and grown. In fact, you know, one of the things after people saw the movie, The Sound of Freedom, which is a great movie, there's a scene in there where one of these young girls is being forced to get a tattoo of her 
her trafficker. So it's a huge part of the problem. Wow. Chris, take us into uh, the chair with you and a young woman comes in or maybe somebody uh, brings her in and she wants to get this marking removed. I'm I'm, I'm assuming sometimes some conversations flow out of that. I'm sure you have some stories. Give us one. I'll give you yesterday. Uh, I spent 10 hours with a young woman, 19 years old. She was trafficked and and most trafficking victims, while they're being you know victimized through this, they have quotas that they have to meet every day. And uh, this young woman that I worked on yesterday, she didn't have a tattoo. But what she did have was she had 27 cigar burn scars on the inside of her forearms because every time that she would come back to the house at night and she didn't meet her quota, her pimp would burn her with a cigar as punishment. I don't and even have words stuff, for that. Yeah. You know, I, I stopped trying to wrap my head around it yeah, years ago because impossible. it'll drive you crazy. What do you say to a girl like that? Well, more than anything, I listen to them. They they want to be heard. And, you know, we, we've really learned this from our survivors over the years. You know, what's important to you? We want to be heard. We want to be validated. Um, and we don't want to be talked at. So one of the gifts that the Lord has given me in, in this new life is just the ability to listen. close my mouth and listen more. <laughs> um, so and 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 add things when I feel that it's appropriate. And you know, one of the one of the things I love to do more than anything is I get to show these these folks who are in my chair, whether they're a, a trafficking survivor, domestic violence survivor, or a former gang member. I get to show them the, the love and the grace that's found only in Jesus based on how I treat them and interact with them. Yeah, that is beautiful. Chris Baker's our guest right now. And we're going to give you a link here in a little bit, guys. But uh, coming up here, I want to talk about the uh, ability of Christ to break emotional addiction. Because I've found, I've just got back from Mumbai, India here a few weeks ago. And uh, we were working with sex traffic uh, women and really girls. Uh, in Mumbai. And what's crazy is you would think that the minute they get a window to escape, they're going to be gone. But oftentimes that's not the case. So more with Chris Baker coming up here. And what can Christ do to set captives free in the most practical ways? Hang on. Whether it's number one or 100, take that step with Jesus today. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. Chris Baker with us right now, uh, founder of Inc. 180, and we're going to give you a link here in a moment. 10,000 cover-up tats he has put on not only uh, traffic girls, uh, sex trafficked precious girls, but also young men who are breaking free from uh, the branding of uh, gangs. It's it's tribal, fa- it's family alliances that are hyper-dysfunctional, okay? And, th- and then they brand you. And, and then you want to break free, and, and Chris says, let me minister to your heart, soul, and your body. <laughs> and he does it in a powerful way. It's called Inc. 180. We're going to give you a link in a minute because if there's a place, Chris is a radically committed disciple of Jesus Christ, and it's a beautiful thing. I'm confounded sometimes, Chris. I'm not, but I am. It's like some of these girls and gang members as well, they're so emotionally addicted to dysfunctional relationships that even when you offer them springs of living water and freedom, they can't make a break. What's going on there? What have you found to help them really sever those emotional ties? Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty much 
standard issue. You know, I mean, they've been brainwashed so badly and threatened so much by their traffickers that, you know, they tell them, hey, if you run away, we're going to kill you. And if we can't find you, we're going to go get your sibling or we'll kill your family, whatever. And, you know, these are the kind of people that you believe when they say that. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's very hard and takes years and years and years to kind of regain that and, and take back control of their lives sometimes. One of the questions that I get asked a lot when I speak in churches is like, well, how long does it take for them to get back to normal? Like, there's no normal. It's a rest of their life process yeah. of trying to reclaim who they are. And, you know, I think a lot of people have this kind of false narrative where, you know, oh, I want to work with trafficking survivors. And it's like the, the lifetime movie network fantasy of, you know, two people running towards each other in a field of daisies and they hug and, you know, oh, it's, it's going to be okay. We've got you now. And, you know, we just want to love on you kind of thing. And a little more complex these, than that. Yeah. You know, the last thing these survivors want is to be loved on. Um, they just want to be heard. Like I said, hmm. So it's it's people coming around them that will sit and listen to them. And, you know, years and years and, you know, for the rest of their lives, they'll be dealing with this and learning ways to process what has happened to them. Chris, I'm sure you get this question a lot, too. How in the world do you get into a ministry like this? This is a <laughs> this is a unique one. Answer that one yeah. for our listeners. Yeah, well, I grew up in South Central L.A., and a lot of my friends back then were gang members. And I watched 17 of my friends die as a, as a kid. And then I moved my family uh, to Chicagoland about 17 years ago after my best friend was shot and killed in a drive-by shooting three feet away from me. And, uh, you know, we'd watch the news every night and kind of as just a footnote between the Bears score and the weather, they would talk about how many kids got killed on the south side. This was the time that um, faith was coming into my life. And I, uh, I had done some outreach stuff with my church and homeless outreach. I'd gone to Haiti and I loved all that. But I really started praying and asking God what my purpose was because I had a very mm. um, big, big case of survivor's guilt. You know, why, why am I here? Why, why did I not get killed? And, you know, Lord, show me what you want me to do for the rest of my life and I'll go do that. And the answer that I got was go do what you love to do more than anything and do it for free to help people that are trying to change their lives. And, you know, it started solely with getting rid of gang tattoos and through a, you know, a series of different God-ordained events. I learned about sex trafficking through Homeland Security, and they asked if we would expand our ministry to help trafficking survivors, which we, of course, said absolutely we will. And, you know, the federal government being the federal government, when they hear about a, a great free program that helps people, they tell all their friends. So, <laughs> um, you know, the FBI called, and we love them, and you know, the U.S. attorneys, the State Department in D.C. So it's just, you know, God lays out this path and we've just followed it and uh, we love doing it. I wake up every morning and I'm like, I get to go to work today. And I feel that way because I know that I'm going to get to see Jesus do something every single day. Wow. That's a blessing. And not lost in all this, Chris, in addition to having a huge heart for ministry, is also an incredible artist. He really yeah. is really good at yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, you're really good at this. By the way, what's your what's the most sought after cover up? Somebody comes in and says, "Hey, I want to could you help me out here and I'd like to get a cover up tat. I want to get rid of this pimp's name or I want to get rid of this gang name." What's what what are the top few tats that people want? Well, I'll tell you um honestly, a lot of the times they'll tell me just black it out. Just put black ink over it and 
you know, as an artist, I don't want to do that. No. I want to give them something beautiful that symbolizes transformation or change or growth. Right on. Um, so I do a lot of things like a lot of butterflies, um, lotus blossoms are beautiful, vibrant flowers, but they grow in mud. So it symbolizes something <laughs> beautiful growing out of something not. Uh, you are a crack up. Stuff like that. You well, are something I else, them, man. I, I want to give them something that when they look at it, they're reminded how valuable they are and how loved they are by God. Yeah, not a black and stain. Yeah. 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 It should be about something beautiful. Chris Baker, you're a piece of work in the best possible way. <laughs> you are a piece of work. I love you, man. Oh, my goodness. All right, boom crew, here's the deal. We got a radical follower of Jesus who is on his dime putting blockout tattoos, actually tattoos that tell a different story. And I want you to help him. You know what you got to do, Boom Crew. We've got a link here to one of the coolest websites. Goodness sakes, dude. Whoever made your website is an artist as well. Yeah. It's probably you. Thank you. But No, uh, not me. But um, just t text the word ink to us here. And I want you to go to this page. And in the upper right-hand corner, there's a yellow donate button. I want you to click it. And I want you to give. Yeah. You want and, return on investment? This is return on investment. And this is ink as in tattoo ink. So I-N-K to 312-274-9624. I-N-K ink to 312-274-9624. Don't just keep it to yourself. Give what you've heard to a friend with the Carlin Crew Showcast. Just go to carlincrew.org. I want to shift some gears here because, you know, I... The holy, what, what do you got? Before we shift some gears, we have to stay funny for a quick second. Oh, it's my favorite time of the week, and I almost missed it. <laughs> oh, no, this is the best part. Oh, stop the train. <laughs> stop the presses. Making herself laugh no matter who joins her. It's time for Allie Thinks It's Funny. You thought we forgot, didn't we? <laughs> we almost did. I did. But Sorry we got it. Couple jokes for you today. What kind of car does a sheep like to drive? What kind of car uh, does a sheep like to drive? Uh, don't, don't, don't know. I'm not gonna say it though. Go ahead. A Lamborghini. <laughs> Lamborghini. Super That's good. Got it. Did you get it? No, I didn't. All right, no. that was no, good. I, I did not I get, it. get it. I, I liked it though. I, I, I approve. Still, I guess the answer. The light bulb goes off for Super Die quick. She's it does. Quick on She's get, she gets these things fast. Okay. Why to <laughs> start over? Why do watermelons have weddings? Why do watermelons have weddings? Take it away. Because they can't elope. <laughs> they can't elope. That's a good one, too. Those are two of them. All right, you know what? Initially, oh, there's one that's man. got a Lazarus stink on him, and no. then there's one that's just dynamite. Wow, no. Carl. You got, some, you got some genuine chuckles out of me, Okay, huh? you know what? If if I get a chuckle and not a cringe or a groan or a I'm leaving the room. Ones. Yeah, you know what? I genuinely like them. Thank you, Young Thunder. I appreciate yeah. that. If you want the jokes, Young Thunder, you can do this as well. Just go ahead and get, that, get out that phone. You can text the word jokes to 312-274-9624. This one, I think your kids in particular, these two will be good for your kids. Text jokes to 
9624 jokes to 312-274-9624. You are armed and ready to start a good conversation today. Lamborghini. Cantaloupe. Come on, people. Cantaloupe. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, I like the cantaloupe Those are so one. good, Allie. The cantaloupe You're one. You're doing good, kiddo. Well, I'm proud of you over there. We needed that today. Thanks, Dad. Yeah. Dad joke. <laughs> that was like a dad like an affirmation. It was a it dad really affirmation. Was. It really was. What's you wrong said, with a dad you know, affirmation? Allie, I am worry. so proud of you for your joke. She's doing good. Don't worry She's if good. no one laughs. I'm proud of her. She's had some stinkos funny. in the past, but these have all been good lately. Wow. Okay, and Man. I take it back. At least you know Carl will tell you how he feels. Tell me how you really feel. No, I, I, I get a gig out of most of them. Some of them let... Like that, but a lot of them are just Lamborghini. Are you kidding me? Well, That's outstanding. Jonathan, does, you, it, does it matter to me if the, anyone else thinks they're funny? That's the good thing is whether we like them or you like them or not, <laughs> Allie doesn't care because Allie thinks Thanks. it's funny. funny. Yep. There you go. Indeed. Oh, you guys are goofballs. Man. We try our best. Thank you. Goofballs. The joke links are going out. Come and get them, everybody. <laughs> Text jokes to 312-274-9624, and you can make your kids cringe as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Good opportunity for everyone. Coming up here in a moment, I'm going to go into the pass the ball. I've got a, I've got a fun. Let me ask you this question right now. When were you ever passed the ball? It's a metaphor, mm -hmm. so work with me here. It's coming off Kobe White, who's having an amazing year. 30 points in the second half? Yes. That's a lot of points, yes. guys. It really is. And he's been doing really, really well really for a well. long stretch. So this is not a flash in the pan. He had a great game. Since he's been putting together game after game of being a team leader. Who passed the ball to you in life? And you've never been the same since. Come on, you get the metaphor. I don't need to explain this. Who passed the ball to you in life? This can be anything that's gone on in your life where it elevated your play in a way that was just radical. 312-274-9624. Give us a call on this one. We got nine lines available right now. 312-274-9624. I want someone calling in right now. Is that you? Somebody passed the ball to you in life and it changed you. And you know what? This is what I believe. When you get past the ball in life, it makes you be a ball passer. I believe it. It's true. I believe it 100%. I've got a story about it. This is Maverick City Music. Fear is not my future. Give us a call, 312-274-9624. Who passed the ball to you? Hey, Boom Crew, this is Matt Forte. Huddle up, because we're taking our next step with Jesus here on Call and Crew in the Morning. Passing the ball is one of the greatest disciplines. It's one of the greatest disciplines, period, full stop. Learning to pass the ball and give other people opportunity is beautiful. When did you benefit from that? Somebody gave you an opportunity, boom, change the trajectory of your life. We all have these kind of stories. So we're asking for yours. Who passed you the ball? Who gave you that opportunity? 312-274-9624. Let's go to Jenny from Indiana. Jenny, who, who was it? Who passed you the ball and what did you do with it? Our president of, of our council, Reverend Mario Diaz at the time, I was a young lady um, in a denomination where women didn't get a lot of opportunities, but I was vice president of our National Youth Association, 
and the opportunity came up to take over the presidency. So at that point, when they had a meeting and called me, and I was totally in shock because once again, it is Hispanic, and I didn't speak Spanish quite well. But when they spoke to me, I just felt from God, this is this is an opportunity you got to take. So I did, and for the glory of God, I have to say, ten years consecutively, they nominated me to continue to run the association, and every convention, every activity was just awesome. And altogether, I worked over 20 years with our youth in our association, which is the Pentecostal Church of God. And today, as an older woman, I am just so blessed and thankful to God for that opportunity because it changed my world. Yeah, Jenny, I bet you, my bet, if I was a betting man, quit betting when I got saved. (laughs) But if I was a betting man, I'd put my bottom buck on the fact that you passed the ball more as a result of that. Let me tell you, God was so good, and he allowed me to uh, train other young women and young men to be leaders in our association. And today, our association is over 60 years old, and God has just taken it to great, great, great places. And young people just, for the glory of God, work for him. It's awesome, Jenny. Boom, sister. Sweet story. That's what I'm talking about. Shirley, first-time caller, Naperville. What's going on in Naperville, Shirley? Good morning. Thank you. Um, my story is about broadcasting, um, but I came to Chicagoland many years ago uh, to work for ESPN. Wow. Um, and so that was a wonderful opportunity, and I really loved working with ESPN. Um, but, you know, the the lifestyle of a lot of my colleagues was kind of threatening me, threatening to kind of draw me off my, my state course. Uh I was just at a cable convention, part of my job. I ran into a couple of uh, guys from Christian Broadcasting Network, and they said, hey, we're opening a Chicago office. Why don't you throw your, your, your name, you know, in the hat? So I did, and I got that job, and for 18 years, I was working for CBN um, in that realm and got to the in the professional environment, but also in the Christian environment. And that made all the difference. Boom. I was so blessed Boom. to have that opportunity. Those guys invited me, and it was wonderful. That's awesome. Shirley, first-time caller from Naperville. Boom, sister. That's why we call you guys the Boom Crew. When you get past a ball of opportunity, someone could just tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, what about, what about this over here? I had a guy call me yesterday, asked me about a job that's opened up here at Moody. And he said, do you think you're fit for it? And I, I, here was my words to him. I said, I want you to be in a slot where you really fit. So rather than being interviewed, I want you to interview us. You interview Moody and you ask them, what's the job behind the job title? Hmm. Find out what the skinny is here. And I said, grill them. Plus, I find out that when people get interviewed back, they kind of get intrigued with that person. <laughs> you mean when the person who wants the job is asking the questions of the person who's offering it? Yes. By the way, if you go in for a job interview, interview them. When they say, do you have any questions for us? Ask them. <laughs> That's a really good point. I don't think people think about that too often. Oh, you got to do it. You, you have to make sure you're sitting on the right seat in the bus and that this place is right for you. You know why? Here's why. There's the job that's advertised, and then there's the real job. That is also very true. Everybody talks about the things that they do in their job that aren't on the job description. And there's squirrels in that their job. 
Yeah, absolutely. Some are on the treadmill and some are off in the corner and you got to find out what's what's really going on here. So when you go in for a job interview today or this week, interview them. It also looks, you look more prepared when you have a couple questions that are focused for your interviewer. It actually reflects well on you as a candidate. Yeah, and uh, let me let me add. Could I add a little mustard here? Here's a little mustard. Everybody, and I need you to listen to me right now. Everybody is paid to solve a problem. Everyone on this planet. If you aren't solving a problem, you are not going to get paid, or you are short for this place you're working. You might say, "Well, really? Yeah, I don't care if you're a pastor, a trash collector, a tax collector." I don't care what position you're getting paid for. You are there to solve a problem. Now, you might say, well, does that prove itself out? Yeah, I mean, you're in there running a board right now. Absolutely. We got a problem if you're not at that board. Yes. The, the, we don't go on air. You're right. There's always a problem when when you, when you someone is not in their position because someone is always solving a problem. The, the buttons I hit. That solves the problem of just coming back with dead air, no rejoins yeah. at all. I mean, it, everything would be a problem if none of us were here. Absolutely. So, yeah, it, it's a real thing. I'll tell you this right now. You want job security, bust your booty, solve problems, you'll never be fired. No doubt about that. I've heard about this from a guy who works for a huge company in town here. They had 10 people in his department. Seven got laid off. He, he got held, held on. You know what I told him on Sunday? What did you I said, you're him? a problem solver. Did he agree with that sentiment? I am. Yeah. Well, guess what? Boss don't want to get rid of a problem solver. No. Problem makers, whoop, Bye. hit the road, Jack. <laughs> don't you come back no more, no more, no more, no more. Yeah, I'm serious about this. But if you're a problem solver, Katie, bar the door, you're going to have work wherever you go. I don't care what the economy is, unless we have a Great Depression. There were a lot of problem solvers that were on the street. There are some bumps in the road. But by and large, be a problem solver. But back to the topic at hand. When did you get past the ball? You were given an opportunity and you're like, oh, my goodness. We want to hear about it. 312-274-9624. Bob in Wisconsin, what do you say, man? 18 months ago, I moved my wife into a health care facility. It's for a, it's a memory facility for dementia and Alzheimer's. Man, I'm patients. sorry, man. That's and rough. I, yeah, it is. <laughs> sorry. It's okay, uh, bro. Love you, man. And I, uh, I started volunteering a lot, and I spent a lot of time there working with the men and other people. And, uh, well, the director one day said, hey, Bob, ask your church if they would do church services here. We need someone to do church services. So I, I went to church, and I asked the pastor if, if, uh, if, if they would uh, consider doing church services there. And they, actually what they did was they, they uh, said, uh, come in and meet with them. So I sat at a table with the pastors and and I told them what they were looking for. And they looked at me and they said, we think you should do that. I was scared. Oh, was I scared. <laughs> oh, what happened? So, uh, so, yeah, so I'm seven years old. Had a business for 35 years. Never did this before. Well, 11 months now, I've been leading church services for, for them. Pastor Bob. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go. It is crazy. It is so good. And, and it ties together with uh, your message yesterday. The biggest key I got to say is because I take time to get to know the people and their stories. 
but it's so important. Yeah, Bob. Bob, you're such a blessing. Love his spirit. If we had 2,000 more Bobs out there, we could change this city. Man. I love the Boom Crew. I really do. Who passed you the ball? Who passed you the ball, gave you an opportunity, and it's like change the trajectory of your life? 312-274-9624. Living life for Jesus and having a blast in the process. We're Carling Crew Mornings. Maybe the biggest takeaway here this morning for you, because most obviously you can't pick up the phone, but think about this. Who passed you the ball? Who made it an opportunity for you that otherwise wasn't there? And it changed the trajectory of your life. What if we all became ball passers today? I mean, passing the ball. Look out. Arthur, Chicagoland. What do you say, Arthur? Hey, good morning, morning. uh, Carl and crew. Um, to make a long story short, uh, my wife passed me the ball. I think she's always passed me the ball. <laughs> um, there have been times I haven't been able to catch it, but this one particular time I was able to catch it, and I'm very grateful. Uh, basically, about seven years ago, I was at a dead-end job. Uh, I was at a training, and I realized this job was not where I needed to be. I was by myself uh, at a hotel late at night, and I called my wife and basically breaking down. And she just was silent and shared with me that there was a chaplain position for a hospital. I went and applied, and I was not where I needed to be to be hired. Uh, They basically said, if you want to go, you got to go back to school. At that time, I was a pastor. I had a bachelor's degree in social work. And the ultimatum was given. I got to go back to seminary. So I went kicking and screaming to seminary. <laughs> Five years later, I got my MDiv degree. At that time, I was working at a hospital as a chaplain. I was at my church. Uh, someone got diagnosed with cancer. And while I was working that person, the person ended up at the hospital where I was serving as an interim chaplain. That person passed away. I was present with that person. And a year later, right now, I'm graduated. I'm a hospice chaplain. I'm a pastor at a church. Husband, blessed father, because I had the wisdom of marrying the right person that God gave me. A ball passer. Who passed, who passed the ball at the right time, long story short. That's a great a story, great bro dog. Awesome stuff, guys. Man, nothing like passing the ball, huh? Nothing like it. Gets you thinking, doesn't it, Boom Crew? Gets you thinking right now. Oh, I know it does. Because I got the major cogitation gears going right now. Who can you pass the ball to today? Today! You know, it's one of the, it's one of the leadership principles that is one of the most difficult things to do. But when you do it, Katie, bar the door. It's a, it's a, this is a commonly used leadership principle that is it's money find someone who can do the job 80 percent as well as you and coach them up in the other 20 give them the ball because there's nothing worse than going to a basketball game at any level and i watch a lot of basketball from youth all the way up to professionals and watching one person with the ball who thinks they're the only one on the court who can do anything they'll they will dribble through 
try to dribble through five people, put up a shot when they're not open, and everybody in the stands is thinking the same thing. Some are saying it. Pass the ball. I'll spike it for you. I've got a good buddy, Phil Fogel, commercial fisherman. Anacord is Washington. He's had boats on deadliest catch. He's the highline fisherman. Wherever he goes, he's the best. His son is a hot dog ball player. Being highly recruited D1 all over the place, getting offers left and right. This year, as a junior at Anacortes, he's, he's the best player in the state of Washington. He's awesome. dropping 40 and 50 points a game. But he sent me a clip of an interview about his son from an opposing coach, and he said the problem with Davis Vogel in Gardenham is that you can put two guys on him and he'll drain them in your face. Six dunks in his last game, 6'6", six, six, guard, point guard. And his last one, his dad sent it to me, by the way. It's a 360 windmill. Wow. Slamma jamma. The kid's an athlete. But this coach said that the problem with, with Davis Vogel is that when he can't get a shot off, he'll draw you in now and we'll put three defenders on him because he gets a little grin on his face like, I'm dumping it down low to my big men. I'm finding an open guy. Because the all-stars that don't have to shoot through all the hands up but can dump it off to the wide-open guy. Pass it to somebody you, else. You can't beat that team, right? Yeah, it's true. It's unbeatable. Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. Last couple of days I've had all these old hymns in my heart or these old choruses that we sang back in the day when I was at San Lake Baptist Church. We'd Any? go to Singspiration and I'd oh. steal cookies before it was time. <laughs> Any was favorites? was a great thing. There is sunshine in my soul today. Here's the problem. Dum, 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 dum. So I only know the first phrase. How does it go again? There is sunshine in my soul today. Bum, 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 bum. Somebody help me out with that song. What is that song? Those are the only oh, no. lines I know, too. Sunshine, you know heavenly sunshine. I know the song. Maybe I only know it because Carl's only sung that part before. I'm not sure. That's probably I can't remember. Have you ever heard that before from me? I've not heard that. Was that an Alaskan church hymn? Oh, come on. <laughs> Everything that Allie's never heard, it gets blamed on the fact that I was Alaska, raised in Alaska. Right? I think that was the Alaska remix. You are Did something. Did it make it to the lower 48? Uh, Alaska remix. I never heard that song. Somebody help me out. Who, Whoever comes in here and and comes in and sings that song for me, I'm going to give them a Carl and Crew prize back. <laughs> Put it oh, right there boy. back in Allie's face. Uh, uh, 312-274-9624. <laughs> Give me a call quickly. Help jo me out. Jonathan, what hymn comes to mind when you think of like growing up church hymn? Oh, oh yeah. a good question. Does a hymn come to mind? That's the first question because, you, you know, when I was up growing up, hymns. it was it was contemporary. All right. Well, then what know. song? Give us a little little bit of whatever song. Come on. Give us a little. What come are you on, doing to me? I'm just playing Carl right come now. Come on. Okay. Um. You came from heaven yes, to earth to show yeah, a second. The earth that's a, had, cross that that's that's a contemporary Christian song. From the cross to, to the, the grave, grave. from the, the grave to the, the sky. Lord, I lift your name on high. As we all do the hand motion. Lord, I lift your name on high. Put a finish on it. Lord, I lift your name on high. Hold it out a little bit. 
Okay, yeah, that is a little contemporary, but yeah. it is giving 90s. It's very 90s way. vibe, Don't absolutely. Well, that was contemporary like, in the on. 90s. Yeah. Okay. Come on, me and Erwin Lutzer think that thing just got released. <laughs> Super die. Leave us alone. What song comes to mind for you? Well, being that I didn't grow up in the church, so hymns and things didn't come till very later, till I was an adult. So as far as any hymn that comes to mind when I was a child. That's some Greek thing. <laughs> come on, give a, what was the Greek no, actually, anthem that you heard was, as a kid? My grandma used to hum um, It Is Well With My Soul a lot. Oh, really? Oh, so okay, that one does yeah. resonate with me because even in her last moments, you could hear her humming it. So but I will the, always remember it as well with my soul. The funny thing, always. though, about her grandma is at the end of the song, she'd just start crashing plates And she went, Opa. <laughs> she was happy to go see Jesus. Opa! <laughs> <laughs> it is well. It is well. With my soul. Like, Opa! I gotta teach you Greek dancing. I gotta teach you Greek oh, dancing. Boy. Oh, I would love that. That'd be great. Because it looks doable. <laughs> <laughs> looks doable. Basically, it's just... Do whatever. In the oh, circle. hold it. We got a singer. Uh oh. We have a we singer. Sing. All right. Someone... Let me go talk to our phone screen real quick. I'll get it set up. They don't even have to carry a tune. Let's make they sure can that get they... it out there. They can go monotone. Make sure that they are <laughs> indeed calling in to do that. We'd hate to put someone on the spot who was calling yeah, in to ask about a giveaway or some something. Mick Jagger. Oh, song. my. Not good. No. Yeah. I, I, when I grew up in church, I remember one Sunday, they used to have Youth Sunday in the. Oh, yeah. You got to have the, Youth Sunday. In the Baptist church that I grew up in. And yeah, what so about you? my sister and I got to. We were like, let's lead Amazing Grace. This is a real good classic. Nobody told us that in the Black Baptist Church, Amazing Grace is sung at a speed that is not what you think. So Slow, we right? started with Amazing Grace. No, this is. No, no, you got to. Amazing this. <laughs> She's good. Keep going, Ellie. <laughs> no, it's good. It you got it. And I was like, oh, we got to slow this way down if we're going to lead the people today as the youth. Yeah, I learned that day. That's you do fun. not sing Amazing Grace quick. You got to slow that thing down. There's sunshine in my soul today. More glorious and bright. Somebody gave me the second line. I need oh, more yes, than the that's second right. line. There's More glorious and bright. in my earthly in any earthly sky. For Jesus is my light. For yep. Jesus is my light. Oh, there's sunshine. Sun. Change the, the key. Sunshine. Well, I'm not. Peaceful, I'm not a happy moments roll when Jesus when Jesus shows his smiling face. There is sunshine in my soul. Yep. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's That's a roundhouse. And it was sung in at least Ohio, according to 1379. <laughs> oh, yeah, still on this. Oh, I'm just confirming 1379 says I'm from Ohio. We sang that song, Carl. So at least one other state. I mean, it is Ohio, Ooh, but just kidding. What do you got to say about Ohio? Huh? I'm just kidding. Okay. Yeah. Just kidding. I rough, love man. the Ohioans. I got family there. It's not what you said off mic. <laughs> Where are we going here? Oh, I know where I'm going. Kobe White. A couple months ago, three months ago, Bulls go to Milwaukee. Big game. Milwaukee's, oh, we got people calling in like left and right now. <laughs> you got us, oh. we got, you got us down this path. What's that? I did. I, yeah, somebody got us down this path. The, screen them, make sure they can rip this thing. They get a Carlin Crew prize <laughs> All right, back. egg tight. 
And they don't have to go like Celine Dion on this thing or something. Okay, well, I or mean, Michael, only Celine Dion can go Celine Dion. Michael Bublé or whatever. All right, we'll go straight. But, um, let me let me set this up. So Kobe White, great ball player, he's professional. A, yeah, he's a guard for the Chicago Bulls. Right. right. But they sort of passed the ball because two of their bigs went down, and they had they had they just needed guys off the bench to sort of pass the ball. Guess what happened? Kobe White started getting the ball passed to him. He started draining, 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 draining. And when he took that oppor- when he got that opportunity, he took it, and now he is on fire. I didn't even know this when I came in talking about it this morning, Kobe White. But last night he had thirty points in the second in the half. Second half, and they were absolutely crucial. They had a completed a twenty three point comeback, won in overtime against the Timberwolves, and yeah, he finished with thirty three. So really good game for him. But really, that's been typical as of late. He's been playing out of his mind. Yeah, it's been crazy. Uh, but we're going to get back to Kobe here in a, in a moment. Um, but right now we got Charlene. Charlene, what's going on, Charlene? Hi, this is my first time calling in. I couldn't resist. Yes. I love singing. I'm not a singer by profession, but I grew up in the Salvation Army. I'm still in the Salvation Army. And this is a song in our Salvation Army songbook. And I knew it from when I was a child. Oh. Okay, you don't have to give us the whole thing because I don't know how many verses are to this song. Like no, it has a, it has three, but I'm just gonna sing the first verse okay. of the chorus. Yeah, give us first right. first verse and chorus. Everybody, put your hands together for Charlene. <laughs> Come on, Charlene, let it rip, sister. There is sunshine in my soul today, more glorious and bright yes. than glows in every earthly sky. For Jesus is my love. Oh, there is sunshine, blessed sunshine, while the peaceful, happy moments roll. When Jesus shows his smiling face, there is sunshine in my soul. Right on. There is Charlene. That's great. Wow. Made our day. I've got agents flocking in here for you right now, Charlene. Stay on the phone. Thank you get you. a Carl and like, I know that song. I know that song. Let me go pull my songbook and find it. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie, you made our, Carl is made our day. Carl, Carl's not alone. It's not an Alaska thing. I take it back. Charlene, you vindicated Carl. Thank you, Charlene. I needed you, sister. It would have been crazy if you would have said yeah. you were born and raised in Alaska, Charlene. That would have that ruined everything. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right, start, Charlene, stay on the horn. That's why we call you the Boom Crew. She did. Yeah, she's very crew. nice. Prize pack right there. You just there. never know what you're going to hear. You never know. Carlin crew. You just never know. Oh, if you can call in and sing Peace of Mind by Boston, I'll give you one. No, I won't. <laughs> <laughs> can we please? Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Oh, uh, my goodness. Karaoke, <laughs> karaoke day on Carling oh, oh, Crew. Could you imagine karaoke day here? Sing your favorite worship on song. On the classics. Sing along with Erwin Lutzer. We'd have him in here. Oh, how fun would He'd that be? He'd be belting away what on if we, Oh, he would sing. What if oh, we yeah. picked Erwin Lutzer, mm-hmm. Pastor Colin Smith, yeah. Chris Fabry, Chris Brooks. They all have to pick their favorite song and give us a little karaoke. Can we instead have them all come together and sing Boston's Peace of Mind? <laughs> Can you imagine Erwin Lutzer okay. singing Boston's Could Peace of Mind? imagine or don't look back? <laughs> I'm not sure I want to. 
or oh boy. Hotel California. No, no, I don't like that song. You don't like that song? I don't know. Oh, okay. That's Never a mind. sick song. Oh, okay. Man. Never mind. I don't not like that song. Oh, okay. That might be a little song. off the What's rails. What's the matter with you? I don't know. I'm sorry. Super Dice Quermoy in there. Yeah. All right, should we, uh, You're the one that no. always says if you read the lyrics. Well, that's fair. Or, or when we're off mic, Carl, you can't do that. I read the lyrics. <laughs> okay, maybe I And you're recommending the Hotel California. I didn't read the lyrics on it. I'm sorry. And my, and my eyes fell out of my head. <laughs> I'm like, ow! He's young. That's fair. Uh, He's young. His is youth. All right, get us back that's on fair. pace here. Uh, right? Maybe we maybe we go to some spots and we'll come back and we'll talk Good about uh, Kobe White from well, the Bulls. And we'll let God get us on track because you know what? He can. Yes, he can. <laughs> Boom Crew. Celebrate what God is doing in you. This is Carlin Crew Mornings. Great opportunity to talk about something really important here, and that is passing the ball. There's something beautiful about when you get past the ball from someone and it changes the trajectory of your life. It's really cool. We got Ryan in here. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great. How are you guys? Doing great. Moody Radio extraordinaire employee <laughs> here. Former MBI student, graduate. Yeah. Give oh, us your story. You. Well, no, that you kind of tied it up. We don't have to talk about it anymore. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, you want to fill in some blanks? Uh, sir, absolutely. So I came to Moody to be a, uh, to go into radio and be in my degrees in communication. And I joined the student radio team and... Very brand new to it. Didn't know a whole lot. Just knew this is where I felt I was being pushed to and called to. And after my first semester on the team, I was pulled aside by the station manager who was graduating. He said, hey, do you want to be the next station manager? And I am somebody who prefers to be the second or third in command, not really want to be the head of anything. And he passed me the ball. And that is that direct line from there. I've made connections. I've started working here at Moody Radio. And uh Life has continued on, and God has been good. That's awesome. What a great story, man. It's a really oh, cool story. Ryan, we love you, hot dog. You're doing a great job here, by the yes, way. Yes, you Thank are. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's the way it rolls, guys. Yeah. Think about it. Who passed you the ball? Lynn in Lake Villa. What do you say, Lynn? Hi, Carl. I was uh, invited to a luncheon with my mother-in-law, and I started going back to these women's luncheons. Didn't know much about them, but I'm like, that woman in the front, is she going to share the gospel with these women at this luncheon? I was like, ooh, this is awesome. Well, then I continue to go, and a lady named Joan Sawyer, who was like the area rep for the group, said, hey, would you like to be the vice chair? And I'm like, uh, what does that mean? But they trained me and taught me. It was through Stonecroft Ministries. And uh, then they asked me to be the chair of that group. That was in Rockford, Illinois. Wow. And then, uh, yeah, and then I got to have my dream come true. I finally got to be that woman standing up in front sharing my faith story with women at these luncheons and dinners all over the Midwest. How practical and powerful is that? Lynn, my guess is you learned out of that to pass the ball to others and the joy of that as well. I did. And now I'm no longer speaking. I'm training speakers. Uh-oh. And I meet women. I met a woman on, on a recent vacation and said, hey, I think your story would really resonate with women. And I'm going to train her to be a speaker. So, you know. Oh, 
Lynn, that's Dynamite's sister. And Lynn, yeah, I recognize your voice. Lynn, I interviewed Lynn for a snapshot testimony. Oh, you did? Yes, I saw that name and I heard that voice. I said, I remember her incredible oh. story uh, that I captured on one of the podcasts. So if you want to get the get the podcast get here, Lynn's story and some others, I'm just going to put in a shameless plug here, no, Lynn, do it. because you know what? Your story was awesome. Text the word SNAP oh. to 312-274. 9624. Text the word SNAP to 312-274-9624. Good job, Lynn. Passing the ball. Think about it today. Boom Crew, listen to me. Who can you pass the ball to? Give an opportunity to someone that could change the course of their life. Learning to follow Jesus each and every day. We're Carl and Crew Mornings. Making herself laugh no matter who joins her. It's time for <laughs> Allie Thinks It's Funny. I'm already laughing. <laughs> Carl likes my jokes. I do. More I than love your jokes. On. They're so good. First one is part joke, part riddle. Listen closely. Good. Under what circumstances do you go at red and stop at green? When would you go at red but stop at green? Go ahead. When you're eating a watermelon. <laughs> That's kind of cheesy. Really? But it's good. Do you get it, Jonathan? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. that, that is cold. raw. That was cold. Savage move there, but I'm moving on. That was <laughs> right. savage is right. He's like, yeah, I get it. Alan <laughs> thinks it's funny. Alan thinks it's funny. And a crowd, I see. What rock group has four men who do not sing? What rock group has four men who don't sing? I can actually think of a few. <laughs> if, it, if it's qualitative. I didn't say don't sing well. Okay. Don't sing at all. Okay, because mm. Kiss, I was going to say. No. <gasps> Mount Rushmore, a rock group with four men who do not sing. All right, that was good. That one's good. I like that one. That was good. The first one That's stung. clever. I, I thought the first one was really clever. No. Maybe not as funny, but. The second but one was clever. No, the second one's great. Mount yeah. Rushmore. Four guys in a rock group who can't sing. I would have never gotten that, by the way. Well, good. I wanted to stump you and make you laugh. One out of That's two ain't bad. <laughs> Text the word jokes to 312-274-9624. If you want today's jokes, text the word jokes to 312-274-9624. You know savage Young Thunder is on you? Yeah. That he actually got more of a kick out of facing you than he did. I needed to explain. He was just cracking up. Watermelon, like, you, you mm -hmm. got it and just, yeah. yeah. He yeah. didn't like it. But then he, he loved the fact that he got a rise out of you on that Do one. Do you yeah. ever try out these jokes on anyone? I don't. You really don't? No, no, I haven't used them. I mean, that's not to say I haven't enjoyed some of them. I, just, I mean, I enjoyed the last will one you, you just told. Will you commit to, if I give you a couple to pick from, will what you What about commit? the Lamborghini? Okay, well, okay. You, yeah, I can't tell the joke because you gave the punchline. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> What about the one where the punchline is Lamborghini? Tell that one. <laughs> Carl, so perfect. what kind of car does a sheep like to drive? Mm, a Lamborghini. It's That's not, a great joke. But it's, but it's a not great funny. Joke, but you after. can't say the punchline. Punch <laughs> Give the other one from earlier because that was a great one too. Well, okay. <clears throat> Why can't watermelons? There's a theme here. I was, Why can't watermelons have church weddings? Or why do watermelons have church oh, no. weddings? Why do watermelons? Why do have watermelons church have weddings? church weddings? Because they can't elope. Because they can't. <laughs> I elope. love that one. That's, That's a, a good, good one. one. I really like that. Good morning, everybody. <sighs>
All right, coming Some up. Some days we got a real... are better than others. No, this was a great day. Don't you be dissuaded. Oh, I'm not. Because, Even young because whether I think it's funny or not, Allie thinks it's funny. <laughs> and a whole lot of other folks. The amount of joke texts we get in here is ridiculous. It's great. Lamborghini. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this show cast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.